Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats post game. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by William Brad Alice, Arizona Falls to Washington State. Um, listen, um, there's a there's a lot of frustrating things to take away from this game. Um, we're gonna we're, we're gonna get to all that, but I do want to tell some people uh, a couple things. Listen, this team is still really good. At the end of the day, when you watch college basketball, everybody's dropping games. It happens again. There's some inexcusable things that happened here, but. And we're going to break it down. We're going to go player by player and whatnot. And no, Caleb Love was not the reason that <laughs> that uh, Arizona lost this game. He was the reason they almost won this game. But this is a uh, this is um, again this is a team that's still ranked fourth in the country, Brad. Yeah, I mean, I see people saying that you know national title contenders have to be consistent. Oh, have you not watched college basketball right. for the last few years? The days of elite team steamrolling their way through the year is has long been gone um now are there concerns from this game absolutely and i will tell you that the fact that this scrappy washington state team was far more poised the final 30 seconds of this game is a huge concern because arizona arizona lost this game washington state did not in, in the final 24 seconds i thought washington state actually outplayed arizona for a lot of it um you know, I have no problem saying Washington State deserved to win this game. I think they no. did deserve to win and this I, game. And suddenly Washington State's probably looking at a five or six seed. Um, it's a really good basketball team. Now, they should not win at McHale. Right. Um, you know, so, but suddenly that loss in Pullman, yeah, that's fine. Um, my my bigger issue is, again, Arizona had four or five opportunities to win this basketball game. Yep. They couldn't secure a rebound. They fouled the shooter. They... Missed the screen and roll, and I know the big guy was in his face, but Balo was wide open. And maybe, you know, if Balo mishandles that, you're like, why do you go to the screen? And he he, he didn't have a guy four feet. In. Right. Uh, you know, the slip is excusable if it wasn't the fifth mistake in a row now by Arizona. Right. Um, and then the fact that they inbounded to Boswell, and Boswell bobbled the ball a little and then threw that horrible pass. Right. Um, you know, obviously, actually, Love did a great job to get a good look at it. I actually didn't think he got it off originally, and then they showed the replay. He got it off. But um, so that's my problem. It's like any one of those things on its own. Okay. But what happened in the final 24 seconds? Washington State got the rebound on a loose ball that Arizona had two guys touch their hands. The guy drained the shot while getting bombed. And it wasn't a horrible foul, but it's the right call. Um, they made the rest of their free throws. And uh, they blocked a shot. They forced Love to the to to you know a little bit wide, and he slipped. Um, so they made the plays in the final twenty four seconds, six zero run down the final twenty four seconds that Arizona could not do. And that's my frustration: is Arizona makes one of those plays, they're probably winning this basketball game or still playing. And yeah. and that's the concern. And and see, it, it comes down to to me for one possession here. And again. I have no problem with saying this. First of all, I'm not going to blame. I appreciate all you. I'm not blaming the refs. Arizona did way too many things. That Arizona came out flat for the most part. Again, that can't happen. Um, but there's two things that I think we really need to discuss here. The first one is that possession at the very end of the that possession at the very end of the game. Arizona, Arizona had a chance to get that rebound, like Brad said. And if you get that rebound, the game's essentially over. It might not be over at that point, but it's pretty close to being over at that point. But then the one that you can't do under any circumstances is you can't, Keyshawn Johnson can't do that. Listen, it, you could say that, oh, well, you know, maybe it was a, a week of a week call, whatever the case may be. 
I don't care. Keyshaw Johnson can't do that. You're a fifth-year senior. That is the last thing that you can do. That was a massive, massive error, and that that's just something that can't happen. And again, I think the the the, the frustrating thing is, you know, was Keyshaw making that mistake? And again, I'm not as critical on Caleb. Uh, the slip happened. The slip's not his fault. But the fact that he also missed the pass and then really took a bad shot that got packed. And if the guy doesn't stick his hand out, um, Arizona doesn't even get the ball because uh, that's probably going on. Oh, maybe they do. But the fact is those two guys are not supposed to make three mistakes in the final uh, 30 seconds of the game. And they did. And again, Love's was more understandable. Kashad's was brain dead. And again, the fact that Boswell – why I don't know why they if if they really did draw up all these plays and it involved I'd much this is how bad I'm I'm down on Boswell again I'd rather yeah. see the ball in Mariscus's hands for a, we'll, a let's, talk, let's talk Boswell let's talk Boswell here I I think listen man I've I've been the person that uh, that's been saying you know in order for Arizona to reach its potential they need Kylan Boswell at this point man this is just kind of is what it is I mean he was awful out there there is. He's not, he's not scoring. He's not defending. Um, his shooting percentages are terrible. At some point, you got, I think you almost just got to, you just got to call a spade a spade here and be like, all right, you know, we're riding with Jaden Bradley here. And you've been saying that for you, you like Jaden Bradley from day one. I got to give you a ton of, a uh, ton of kudos on that. But I think at some point the Boswell, you can't just keep playing Boswell just because he was a highly rated kid coming out. You can't do that. So was Jaden Bradley. Right. Um, yeah, the fact is, you know, Bradley will take Boswell out. This team actually shot 48%. That's how bad right. he shot tonight. Right. Um, you know, the fact that Bradley and Lewis, and I know Lewis had a little bit of foul trouble, only played a combined 32 minutes. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. I-, I need KJ Lewis out there way more. Yeah. Um, he had four rebounds in 15 minutes. Was right. it 15 or 10? Um, Boswell didn't shoot well. Boswell had his, a couple good moments, but he looked. He looked scared at times. That 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 to me the key. That's to me the key, Brad. Is that he looks scared out there. He looks timid. He looks um. He doesn't look like you said. He doesn't look like he really like there's any confidence. And when you're a point guard, you've got to be confident. And like Dennis Walsh said, uh, the great Dennis Walsh said, he's no threat to score. I mean, you know, especially on drives. I don't know really what um. I don't really know what else to say about it, Brad. You know, again, Jalen, Jaden Bradley's not a scorer, um, although he's gotten some big buckets. Um, and, and the irony is he, he's, is he might be the Caleb Tarzuski of point guards and that is highly rated guy who's really a really nice role player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm ready. I would be like to see Jaden Bradley and Boswell flip minutes. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see if you can't uh, use Boswell as the the heater off the bench and have Bradley play essentially the you know the fact that he's a five star athlete but play the coach's kid version of point guard and that right. is pass first take open shots occasionally slash I mean he was wide open on that play where love slipped um I know someone mentioned they I, they said he drained the, the three after the uh, the thing was called I didn't I didn't yeah, see that did. but he I did yeah so you know, he was in the right spot. Um, I just think he's a very cerebral, heady player. Again, is he a five-star guy? No. Um, but when you're surrounded with talent, when you've got Caleb Love, who, again, I know he didn't shoot great, but he shot 40% today. That's what he does. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he made some big. He, he had the big and one uh, that put Arizona up three. Um, we have three as well. Yeah. When you have Pella Larson, who is a fringe first rounder at this point, um, when you have Umar Bala, who tonight was the good Umar Bala, you don't need Jaden Bradley to be the man. Right. You need him to be a facilitator, a steadying force, the guy who runs the offense, the guy who again takes those opportunities when they come to him, and maybe that's you know a three. More than likely, it's him getting into the lane. Uh, I'm, I'm making some things happen again. He, if, I want four points, four assists, and no turnovers from Jaden Bradley. And Arizona's probably winning most games by ten. Right. Let me ask you this: Is Tommy Lloyd? And again, I, I want to keep. I want to keep putting this out there that Arizona. Again, they're not going to be ranked fourth next week. But guess what? If Arizona beats Washington, they're probably going to drop to seven. I mean, so they're not going to drop. They're not going to drop that far. So I think we need to. We need to. We need to keep that in mind there. But. You know, a, a couple questions that I do have is, uh, first and foremost, you talked about it. When Arizona goes to the bench, things change. I'm, I'm at the point now, I need more K.J. Lewis. I need more Jaden Bradley because they just bring a little bit of an effort that you just don't see from some of the other players on this team, Brad. Yeah, and again, I know we're critical of Tommy's decision with this, but if you listened to my post games when Luke was here, I had some similar conversations. Right. Um. We don't see practice. We don't see film study. Coaches are very set in their ways. And again, I think Tommy Lloyd is still evolving as a coach. Right. I saw some things tonight I loved. I saw some things I didn't like. But Lute Olson was 50, 60 years old, and they were, we were having some of these same conversations. Like, why isn't this guy out there? Or, you know, right. I'll, okay, I'll say it. Michael Dickerson should have played more as a freshman. Because right. um, when he did, he was great. But – so these aren't things that are, are unique to Tommy Lloyd. I thought at times he got You're out. Saying that Mike, you mean Michael Dickerson should have played more as a sophomore? That too. Even as a freshman. I mean, right. remember mm-hmm. he had some big games uh, yeah. when guys were out. Um, you know, there are other guys who I thought should have played more. Other guys should have played less. Um, so it's not just a Tommy Lloyd. But I think Tommy Lloyd is still evolving as a head coach. Um, you know, I think there were times, there were stretches tonight where I thought Smith outcoached him. There were also stretches where I thought he he had Smith scratching his head. And unfortunately, again, it came down to the final couple of minutes. I know people critical of the officials. I think that's a, I think that tends to be a little lazy, um, but with their Pac-12 officials, you know, they're going to make some mistakes. That's just, just what happens. But again, I'm not concerned any more than I was a month ago. This team's limitations are still what they are. They are still good enough to win six games in the tournament, and they are still good enough to win zero games in the tournament. Right. All right. Uh, Meisner, I think this is a great point because this is some this is something that that is an issue. Or no, excuse me. Well, that's a great point too, Jordan. But we need to get to Meisner here first. But first, all right, let's get some reads out of the way. Uh, circle K. This team didn't look like they went to Circle K this week. It doesn't look like they were in the inner circle. It didn't look like any of that was really part of it. Brad, does it, would you concur with how it looked at least? No, they went to one of those knockoff ones that like yeah. they went to like a diamond R and got a Arctic uh, soda instead the, of a the circle. K, the circle K, it just didn't look like the inner circle was really put out there. Join inner circle for free by downloading the circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details and OGs. A lot of you might need OGs after this game. Check it out, OGs. It'll probably help you sleep, help you feel a little bit better about yourself. All of that stuff. OGs. Uh, let's see, where is this? Uh, 
To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. All right, the effort is something, though, that is still somewhat annoying for me, especially in the first half. I don't understand why this team has a hard time giving effort. Um, listen, I can deal with I can deal with games where Arizona's not shooting the three well or whatever the case may be. I can't deal with games where there's lack of effort. And again, in the first half, there are times when it looks like this team is just sleepwalking. Is that is that something on Tommy Lloyd? Is this something because it's something that we see quite a bit, uh, Brad? Or we see it the first five minutes of the of the, of the second half. How does this, uh, but why does this happen? I guess is my question. I, I don't know. And I don't know if, uh, you know, and again, going back, I, I you shouldn't need a coach to motivate you. Um, but I think, and I have the same sometimes criticisms of Sean Miller team. So I think there are times you need to yank a guy who's not right. given that effort. Um, Cause sometimes one guy can, can kind of spark the, the poor effort. Um, and you need to figure out who that guy is. And again, if it's up to me, I, I either want Jaden Bradley. I want KJ because KJ Lewis is going to work his butt off. Right. Typically. Um, there hasn't been many times I've been like, oh, KJ, what are you doing out there? I've said that about some other guys. Right. And some of those guys are, were billed as high energy guys. But there are times Kashad Johnson looks lazy, which is weird because he which was is weird because I thought he was coming in here as an energy guy. Yeah. You know, I understand Umar Ball has been out there 12 minutes and, and he's gassed. Um, and they got to do a better job. But yeah, that's that guy should be an energy guy. Boswell was an energy guy last year. Um, and again, I, 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 I do question his conditioning a little bit right now at this point. Um, you know, love. I don't think love. It's an effort thing, but I think sometimes it's a sloppiness thing. He, yeah. you know, he doesn't run through the screen, right? He's still running through the screen, but he, he doesn't take the right route or he, you know, goes for the steal when he probably should just stick with the positioning. Um, so it's less, it's not let's say effort, but I think he, 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 he brain farts sometimes. Right. Um, but no, you know, uh, the, the two guys you usually see effort from consistently is, is Pella and, uh, KJ Lewis. I, I think I might lump Bradley in that group as well. Yeah. Um, but again, the, the effort part, I think is something that I, I can't really, I can't really deal with. That is the one thing that, and you know, here's the other thing too, in the first half, Arizona didn't get any, listen, under Tommy Lloyd, this team specializes in getting fast break points. Arizona had zero fast break points in the first half. I get that Washington state, we're going to give Washington state some kudos here in a little bit, but Arizona can't go through a half without getting fast break points, especially with the way that this roster is constructed, Brad. No, and part of it was they were sloppy when they had the ball. Part of it was Washington's and, and Washington State's a weird team for as athletic as they are, because they're really kind of that everyone's six five, everyone's long, everyone's athletic. They don't turn over the ball much. And right. usually when you get these uber athletic teams because they are trying to run, or because you know, sometimes you lack a little finesse for raw athleticism, you get sloppy, but they don't. They you know, I don't know what they finished with, but I think they had four or five in the first half uh, turnovers. And, and when you're not turning teams over and when teams are rebounding and they rebounded with, you know, they on par with Arizona, it was Arizona by one. Um, you know, they only had nine turnovers. You're not going to get, you're not going to get the fast break opportunities. Right. All right. Now, again, uh, there's a lot of Caleb love hate coming in here. I mean, I know he slipped and he missed Umar Ballow. I get all that, but man, he was he was the he was Arizona's best player by a good percentage. Arizona's not even in this game without Caleb Love. I don't get this one, Brad. No, again, you know, I think 
I think a lot of it is you see a guy go eight for 20. And if he was four for 10, no one would say anything, but it's right. eight for 20. It's a big number. 20 is a big number. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't great from outside the arc. He shot about 33%, um, which technically is 50% from the field. If you, if you like your loop math, yeah. um, he, he wasn't great. He wasn't bad. Um, you know, he had what two turnovers and one of those was that travel. And again, people are saying the travel was selfish. And I think he was trying to drive and kick to Bradley. Right. And he just fell. And again, maybe he didn't take the best route for the driving kick. He got forced a little wide. Um, again, the, the I'm going to take what we get from Bradley or from from Love. It's they're going to live and die in love. We knew that. And and tonight, uh, they lived more than they died from. Let me again. Love puts you up three. And you had the Love ball. put you up three again, Ryan Neal. I mean, that's the point. Love puts you up three. Keyshawn Johnson and uh, the and the guys down low not getting the rebounds for the one reason that you went down one there at the end. Yeah, I mean they the, and I think it was Bala. I think he had the ball in his hands, and it was a tough rebound, but he had just secured four of them down the stretch. Same way, you have to grab that rebound. You cannot foul the guy, right. and and that's really what it came down to. Again. Would I have liked Love to 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 do screen and roll with Balo? Yes. Would I have liked him not to have traveled? Of course. Uh, but at the end of the day, Arizona's not in this game if Love doesn't play as well as he did. Seven of eight from the field, uh, just two turnovers, one of those being the travel. Um, he overall had a, a solid game. Yeah, and so also I've got to give Washington State a little bit of credit here as well. That's a good team. You know, it's funny, like all throughout this season, and again, I'm not trying to minimize this loss here because Arizona, this wasn't a game Arizona should lose. Washington State's a good team. Washington State feels like they're going to be about a five seed. Um, They play hard. Kyle Smith's done a really good job. And keep in mind, too, they lost pretty much their entire starting lineup. Um, I got to give them, I got to give them a lot of credit. Jerry B, we might lose to ASU. Come on. People, ASU. Uh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to get into that one. But let me ask you this, Brad. Uh, well, I would say this too. You know, the the main reason, otherwise, Arizona lost. They missed ten free throws. Right. Um, and it wasn't Umar Balo. Right. Um, I mean, it, Umar. Balo I mean, it was, was a little bit. Balo was four of eight, but he made his down the stretch. Right. Um, you can't. Washington State missed five. Arizona missed ten. You can't miss 10, especially when you're at home and you're typically getting that free throw advantage at home. You, you just can't do it. Right. I mean, again, the whole ASU thing, I don't know if people have watched ASU, but, you know, again, I get we're here. We are here for the overreaction. And many times I am part of the overreaction, but people are overreacting here to a certain extent. I believe this is still a team. This is still a very, very good team that has that when they go into the NCAA tournament, they're going to have top five odds to win it. Maybe they won't. Maybe they get knocked early, but they're going to be a they're going to be a favorite to be able to win a lot of games. And I think people need to still remember that. To me, this is only really I mean, this is a bad loss because it's at home and it's the second to Washington State. Right. Um, This is. At worst, the second best team in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And right now, due to the tiebreaker, they're the best team in the Pac-12, uh, which is also frustrating. Arizona could have put themselves up a game and a half. Um, so no, just be, I mean, I know we're not accustomed to seeing, uh, that WSU with the weird cougar head being good. This is a good basketball team. So that I'm less concerned about. My bigger concern is it shouldn't be that bad a matchup for Arizona. So this isn't, I mean, 
This isn't a team with like four dudes who can bomb. Right. Which, which, you know, if you lost to that team twice, it's the Stanford type teams where it's like, you know, like you got a bunch of Mike Luke's running around or whatever. And then it's like, all right, I at least get that. This is a solid team. This isn't an overwhelming team. That's all I'm. And it's not one that should be a bad matchup for Arizona. And it has been the two games. And again, in Pullman, they shot really well from, they were what? 33% from behind the arc, which again, it's not a bad number, but it's usually not a upset Arizona and McHale number. All right, I want to talk about I want to talk about Keyshaw Johnson here in just a second because I, I do have some questions that maybe William Brad Alice. But now it is time for the Desert Financial Credit Union by the numbers. I don't think we're going to like seeing this if the great Jacob Franklin can pull this one up. Desert Financial Credit Union. Um, let's see here. Presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union, named by Forbes. Open the uh, end again. Check it out. Um, listen. I mean, this is this was a pretty even game. The stats bear that one out, but Arizona made bonehead plays down the stretch. That's really what this one came down to. Arizona had a uh, Arizona had an an excellent chance of winning this game if they just took care of what they could take care of, and they did it. Um, that's really what this came down to. Yeah, yeah, it, it came down again. Washington State looked like the calmer more steady team after the bad i mean again in that three-point play that was not good defense by washington state either right um let's not pretend it was but the final 24 seconds or whatever it was washington state was the better team uh they went on a 6-0 run they made every play or allowed arizona to make some bad plays and that was the difference now i will say this i guess arizona has six losses i believe yep four to tournament teams right um ones to a one seed i mean again compare it with the rest of the the country and well, that's be my next point like i was getting into this with a little uh some people on twitter and my whole thing is this what which teams are clearly better than arizona and i had people that have said well houston's better all right you can have houston yukon's better okay purdue's better UConn lost to a team ranked similar to uh, Washington, Washington State, State by yeah. 18 last night. 18 points, yes. Yeah. My point is this. Look around college basketball and tell me which teams are clearly better than Arizona. And generally, I get like two or three responses. And then that's about it, which is kind of proving my point still at the end of the day. There are, there are six or seven teams that look like they have a legitimate chance to win it. And then, of course, that probably means there's five or six more that can catch fire at the right time. Arizona is one of those. Again, but Arizona is flawed enough right, that they can lose in the first round. And I would say this. 88 was never going to lose in the first round. Right. 94, never going to lose in the first round. 98, not losing 98. the first round. 97 almost did. Right, ninety-seven almost. Ninety-seven needed. A, I remember South Alabama down eight in that second half. Yeah, ninety-seven. They needed. They needed a run. They needed uh, Miles Simon to wake up mm-hmm. um, because he was awful for most of that game. Right. Um, the he elite the free throw line down the stretch. Yeah, but Arizona is a team that if the and if they get matched up with the sixteen, probably not. But they proved last year they get matched up with the wrong fifteen. They're also capable of winning six in a row. If, right, uh, and that's why this team is maddening. But I think you're saying that about every team in the country. Right. Purdue can lose in the first round. Kansas Purdue, can Purdue lose in the first, in the first round. Houston can lose in the first round. And they could also all cut down the nets. Right. UConn's the same way. Every, UConn might be the safest bet. 
Um, because I think UConn, I do think UConn is probably the team with the highest floor of those of those. I teams. agree with that. Um, but they don't have, I don't think they have the highest ceiling either. So that's where it gets interesting again. So should you be concerned? Yes, but yeah, this has happened all across college basketball this year. Right. And it's just the point of this chat hitting the uh, bottle early tonight with, uh, some of these takes. Yeah. Again, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, uh, like, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite get this one, but, uh, you know what? That's why, that's why we're here. Also, Brad, let's talk about the bet. Let's talk about bet MGM. Now, if you want to be like the naysayers and say, well, you know what? Arizona stinks. Maybe bet against Arizona, but maybe bet against Arizona. Then if you really think that, but I would not be one of those people check out bet MGM. Here's the deal. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5. You'll receive 150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. And now let's hear Damon with the disclaimer. Promo code 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope 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 and y or text hope and y 467-369-NEW-YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. All right, and uh, Empire Flooring, Brad. Do you have, what kind of floors do you got, Brad? Uh, ones that probably need to be replaced soon. Uh, all right, we'll check it out. Empire today, schedule a free in home estimate. All listeners can receive 350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. All right, a lot of people questioning about, uh, you know, uh, Caleb Love there at that last play. Did he not pass at Dumar Ballo because he didn't think that he was going to be able to make the free throws, whatever the case may be? No, listen. Um, and again, this isn't a great thing, what I'm about to say, but Caleb Love... At the end of games, Caleb Love's taking that shot. Um, you could say that's good. You could say that's bad. Whatever the case may be, Caleb Love is taking that shot. Um, and I guess my question is this. I I don't necessarily see a lot of other guys on the team that want that shot. That's my... I'm going to play devil's advocate. Well, I don't know. I'm going to play devil's advocate with those fans. What would you be saying right now if he passed it and Umar Barlow dropped it? Right. And booted it out of bounds or turned it over? Or he tries to make that pass, but you know, if you watch it, yes, Balo's open and a good pass, he's dunking the ball. Mm-hmm. But a bad pass, and I think it's Wells. Wells was moving over there, and he's long and rangy. So if you don't put it in front of Balo, you put it at his chest or behind. I think Wells is getting a hand on it. What do you do? Then are you mad that we we brought Love in to shoot? Um, it's kind of like the LeBron thing. If LeBron shoots and misses. LeBron's not a good enough shooter for that shot. He's no Jordan. If he passes, Jordan would have passed. Caleb Love, I think, is in the point now where if you like us and you're a Caleb Love fan, maybe we're making excuses for him. And if you've made up your mind that you don't like him, you're going to be mad no matter what he did. Right. Um, again, do I? Th- I I personally would have liked them to make that pass. And if you boot it, well, you're down one. You foul. You, you get the ball back. But it was a safer play than driving into the teeth of what a six eleven guy, six ten guy. Um, I'm surprised he got the shot block because that guy's not a great shot blocker. But what it is, what it is. All right, now, now, real quick, I am now this. This is the epitome of trolling right here, and this is with all due respect. The best team in Arizona basketball history is the 2001 basketball team. You ask anybody, I, I 
that's the best team in school history. So to say this team has not been elite since 98, that's that's wild. They were the best team in America in 05 when they lost the in part. And I know I said don't blame them, in part to the referees in Illinois. They were the best team in America, them in Carolina. Um, but, you know, the 03 team was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so don't, they've been very, they've been elite. Sean Miller had elite. Um, teams. do you not remember? Yeah. Was it the 14, 15 teams? Um, they just haven't gotten the final four. And unfortunately that's how we judge programs. Good and bad. I get it. Um, but please tell me who would you play the, uh, Wichita state team that went to the final four against the O one Arizona team and O one Arizona's is winning nine out of 10 times. Exactly. If yes. not 10 out of 10. But 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 Shaka Smart has a has a final four. Yeah, just is what it is. It is what it is. All right, now talk about Washington. Here's the here's the deal. Arizona's got to smoke. Arizona's got to smack Washington. Um, I'm just gonna put that one out there. Washington is not good. If Arizona does not smack Washington, if they come out slow and lethargic, then I think there's a. I think there's reason to be concerned at that point. I do believe that Arizona is going to smoke Washington state or excuse me, Washington. They should. And if they don't, there's a real problem there, Brad. Yeah. I I think that's a fair assessment. Again, Arizona has played six pretty darn good basketball games in a row coming into this one. And and again, and I think, and again, we're all fans. Um, We do that. Uh, We overreact. Um, You know, maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll be talking about how, Caleb Love not passing Umar Ball is the worst decision in 40, you know, but that's what we do as fans. But to me, I look at it and this is a good, very good, but flawed basketball team. And, but that's the way it is with college bat. I'll, I made this point earlier. The only team that I look at and I'm like, all right, like I think right now, yes, there is one for the ASU game, Liam. Um, they, uh, UConn to me is the best team in the country. I think UConn has the highest upside. I think UConn has the uh, the highest floor as well. UConn is the one team that I can't really see getting uh, getting knocked out early. Or and honestly, if they get to the Final Four, you're probably taking your chances. Other than that, every other team. Listen, man, Arizona didn't play well at all against Purdue. Arizona was in that one. Ta- Arizona was in that one. And, you know, down the stretch, I don't. Uh, Purdue doesn't scare me. Houston has a hard time scoring. Now, you might say Arizona's got a hard time scoring as well. So be it. But you can go on and on down the list of schools. The only one that I think stands out above the rest is UConn. I think, again, I think if Houston is playing their B-plus game, they're really almost impossible to beat just because of how they're built. Mm-hmm. But they could also have a night where they just can't put the ball on the basket. Right. Um, you know, I think, again, I don't like to bet against Bill Self, uh, but that that's a team that's been up and down all year. Right. Um, Purdue looks really good till you realize they're in the Big Ten, and I need a Big Ten team to prove to me that's not a fake conference. Right. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, I think, you know, Carolina, very good. Kentucky, when they're playing well, is very good, but Kentucky can also stink up the joint just as Yeah, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, uh, with Calipari, dude, I'm kind of at the point I need to see it again. Yeah. Um, because but I think again, I think there are probably seven or eight teams that on paper are legit teams. And again, that we're probably forgetting the four or five because someone's going to get hot in, in their conference tournament and ride into this thing. And next thing you know, like, Oh, wow. Well, you know, I saw that team lose by 12 in, in, in January. Well, that was January. Right. 
I mean, that that's the way it is. And again, this is Houston is Houston is awesome. And again, Wells was great. One thing I'd have noticed about Lloyd teams, though, is when a guy gets going, they generally don't have anybody that can stop them from getting going. Uh, when a player gets going against Arizona, they get going. Yeah, especially if they're a guy with a unique game. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a great example. The FAU guy is a perfect example. The FAU guy, small compact. I'll give you a better example. The 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 kid from uh, Purdue. Um, what is he, like 6'5", just rangy enough that he can shoot over people? You know, you usually don't see the the six five com, you know athletic wing who who is no, it's always these weird hybrid guys, right? right. Um, or or you know, elite shooters will get Arizona every time because they can't defend, defend the screen at all. But yeah, you know the 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 spark plug guy for FAU. Um, so that's kind of yeah where they are where they're at, and and they do they don't have the problem is they don't have a a lockdown defender who has the and size see, and athleticism to match up with a variety of and players. See, that's where I'm kind of at the point. Listen, Pella's good. My bad, Pella. I, Paul, and I, yes, I am on 1490 tomorrow. Uh, um, but um, the uh, – um, Listen, Pell is really Pell is really Pell is a really good basketball player. But this whole thing that he's this lockdown defender, I, I I don't see, man. Like I said, I've seen lockdown perimeter defenders here from Reggie Geary to Nick Johnson. They they may they give their guys a lot more uh, problems than Pella does. Okay, I'll, I'm going to throw out five names for you. We can debate whether they're all the top. Uh, the two guys you mentioned, Aaron Gordon, Ronda yeah. Hellas, Jefferson. And let's, say, Jefferson. and let's say Celine Stoudemire. What do those okay. guys all have in common? Yeah, they were locked down. You and knew. what else do they have in common? Elite athleticism. Elite athleticism, for Pella sure. Pella Larson is not an elite athlete. Pella Correct. Larson is a BB plus athlete. He's athletic enough to play in the league. He's not a lockdown defender. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and, not, and, and nor has he been asked to be. I would throw, I'd throw RJ in there as well. I mean, you think about the game that Richard Jefferson had against, um, uh, against Michigan State, uh, uh, Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson was going to be a 20 point per game guy in the NBA. He couldn't get a shot off against Richard Jefferson. That's what it looks like. So this whole thing about how, you know, Pell is this lockdown defensive player. Again, I think he's a solid defensive player. I don't think he's locked down. And I don't know that I've ever thought that he was locked down. I think he's a competent, good defender who you probably can shut down another team's third best guy. Right. But man, you're not putting him. I'll put it to you like this. You're not putting him on uh, Jason Richardson. You're not putting him on Jason Richardson and asking him to shut Jason Richardson down. No, no. And Salim was a much better, was a really good defender, if you don't remember. Salim um, was Salim Salim also had the very quick twitch. Yeah. Like the hands. He yeah. he probably not top five. I probably but he's he was really good. Um, but no, he's probably not in those other guys' class, but he's right that next group down. Um, but again, talking about athleticism, Salim was a, 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 an extremely gifted athlete. Um, again, maybe not on RJ. RJ's, again, I always joke, if RJ had decided to play soccer, he'd probably would have been a world-class soccer exactly. player. If he was a wide receiver or rush in, he'd probably be elite there too. So, um, But yeah, the, the fact is, who is there? They don't have an elite defender. This whole team across the board is a good defensive team till they're not. I mean, I right. know they're they're Ken Palm. What are they? Top twenty-five defensive metric or whatever. But we all can see with our own eyes. 
that the numbers can lie because if you can get, you can exploit them from the outside. Um, All right. Now let's, let's talk about this. Brad Rich. Uh, This is a good question. Brad Rich, the great Brad Rich. Uh, A couple things though. Gila river resorts and casinos first, my friends, check it out. Gila river resorts and casinos. They got the cool little blue wave and it's a fun little place to hang out. You do you at Gila river resorts and casinos visit play at Gila.com for more details, a authentic and immersive experience and Phoenix raceway. William Brad Alice, you should go to Phoenix raceway. Take the munchkins there as well. Um, It might be a good time. Get your tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway. March 8th to 10th promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. Get your uh, reserve grandstand tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. Check it out. Um, Where were we going to go with here? He was asking about Conrad. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not playing Conrad this year, but I am going in. I'll tell you what, because Kylan Boswell ain't going off to the NBA, and if he's going off to the NBA, he's got as good a chance of getting drafted as Jaden Delora does. Um the uh who declared for the draft by the way that uh, he doesn't have anywhere else to go i know he doesn't have anywhere else to go and you know what it's probably the right thing um but uh um conrad martinez not this year but i will say this brad uh assuming boswell's back i don't want him going into next year as this as the proclaimed starter or anything like that, because he hasn't earned that at all. That has to be a, a, you know, as quarterback things go, that has to be a wide, that has to be a wide open competition. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing with Conrad one, he's small and that's going to be his big bug. But how many times, and I'm, I'm going to go back to late eighties. So that's, that's where my, you know, my fandom goes back to mid eighties, but you know, watching those grainy channel 11, yeah. Know, didn't, how many times, barring injury, did a guy improve so vastly in, by, that you that he inserted himself into the rotation late in the season? That's it doesn't happen. Point. Guys don't make those kind of leaps. Um, guys work their way out of the rotation. Jason, you know, Jason Lee? Wasn't he always the eighth and a half man on that no, team? I know that. I mean, I, I can think about. of Kirk Walters getting that pulled out of his red shirt, but that was more because they just didn't have anybody. Um, right. You know, Joe McClain getting pulled out of his red shirt, but that was in December. Right. Um, there aren't many guys who suddenly find themselves having been out of the road. Now you've seen guys. Yeah. He'll go from the eighth man to the, to the, to the starting lineup. So the, the fact is there's a reason Martinez is not playing. I like Martinez. I think he's intriguing as a short guy myself. I'm hoping he's going to be really good. Um, but the fact Brock, of the matter Brock is Hurst. I don't, I, I remember Brock the player, but I don't remember. I don't, I can't tell you the career path of Brock Brunkhurst other than he was one of the only Lindsay guys to get meaningful minutes for loot. Right. Um, I, again, I, I could, yeah, I was, I was, I was eight. <laughs> right. All right. Um, listen, listen, the, oh, and I want to talk Keyshot here for a second. Um, listen, Keyshot's not a bad basketball player, but Keyshot's also not what I was expecting him to be. I, I was expecting him to be an energy balls to the wall, you know, all he's not that dude again, he's good, but he's not that guy. He's not, I was expecting somebody to be a, uh, I was expecting him to be somewhat like a Aaron Gordon light, you know, again, not Aaron Gordon, but same kind of, you know, uh, same kind of thing. By the way, Brad Rich, great, great uh, Biggie Smalls quote right there, uh, machine, uh, but um, give me the loot. Um, but uh, 
I thought Kashad was, was going to be. I thought Kashad was going to be a rich man's Kevin Parham. God, and he's numbers wise, he's about what I thought he'd be. Yeah, but the impact isn't what but I thought impact, it was. No, be. I thought he was going to be the high energy guy. I thought he was going to be the attitude guy. I thought he was going to be, um, you know, yeah, the 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 heart of this team. And I, I, it's not him. Right. He's fine. He's good. He's he's fine. Um, right. He's go down the list of Arizona power forwards. He's he's not. He, he, he not on who, the short, who he you not take on the short it? list. Who you taking him or Wayne Womack? Yeah, I mean, it, for sure, for sure. I mean, I mean, he's no Ray O's, right? He ain't no Ray O's. The most under Ray O's from San Bernardino, who became overrated only because they always said he was the most underrated player in the country every game. Yeah. But um, on that note, all right, everybody, the league, by the way, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, everybody, on that, he's no Edric Bohannon, um, but uh, who also played in the league, um. But uh, all right, for uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow. I'll be back with you tomorrow at ten thirty with Rhino. Going to be on uh, fourteen ninety at seven, so I need to get a little bit of sleep. Um, but for the great William Brad Alice, I am merely Mike Luke. Hopefully, we'll be back with you Saturday talking about a better performance. By the way, Brad, are you want to join us on Saturday? Or are you playing hockey? I don't. I don't have hockey on Saturday, so we should. All be right, good. so you can join me. It could be you, me, and Ben White. So, all right. On that note, though, for Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke, Jacob Franklin, Bond Scenes. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats postgame. We all silly like the mayor. 